Hey there, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Bible in Life podcast. I, as always, am glad that you're joining me here on the podcast. And uh, we have been wrestling with some uh, questions, Bible questions that people have asked that have come in in various ways. The question we want to explore today and jump right into is the question of why in the world would Jesus say he was trying to keep people from understanding his teaching? Like, wouldn't Jesus want people to understand his teaching? Isn't that the whole point? Why is he trying to hide it from them? And so let's dive right in and explore this question. This question actually comes in from a listener, both of the listener's commentary and the Bible in life. Her name is Catherine, and she messaged me this question. Because this question, this idea shows up in several places in the Gospels. It's in some ways almost a, a refrain in a couple places of the Gospels where Jesus says that, uh, particularly in connection with his parables, I'm speaking to you like this uh, because to you the mystery of the kingdom has been given, but to others I speak in parables so that they may not see and may not hear uh, and in the context of the original passage, return to the Lord. It's like, well, wait, what are you getting at, Jesus? Why would you say that? Do you not want people to hear and understand what you're actually teaching? This idea shows up most often in the context of Jesus' teaching ministry with regard to parables. And it really, the most full explanations of it uh, come when his disciples ask him, why do, you, why do you teach in parables? And this is Jesus' explanation. He teaches in parables so that uh, seeing they may not see, hearing they may not hear. What in the world is he getting at? It shows up um, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, uh, hints of it in places in John, but shows up explicitly in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Let's, for the just the sake of simplicity, uh, let's take the key place in the Gospel of Luke to look at that. We'll mention maybe some things from the other ones, but Luke chapter 8 is where it shows up uh, in Luke's Gospel more, most fully. It's the same kind of context in Mark 4 and in Matthew 13 where it shows up as well in relationship to the parable of the sower. So let me just read down through Luke 8, try to unpack what Jesus is saying and hear him in his original context so that we can make sense out of what Jesus is getting at here. All right. Here's the way it reads in Luke chapter 8, verse 4. Now, when a large crowd was coming together, his ministry is growing. You have noticed that. That's important. A large crowd gathering around him from various cities. This has been the nature of Jesus' ministry. People of all different types are coming to him. We know from Luke's gospel, from Mark and Matthew's gospel, that the crowds that come to Jesus are mixed crowds. You have his disciples, the 12. You have other close followers of him that have attached themselves to him to really be his disciple. You have people that are curious. You have people that are there because they've heard about him and his reputation. Maybe they've heard about him being able to do miracles. You have people in the crowds like the scribes and the Pharisees who are suspicious of him and are there to sometimes test him or try to entrap him. So these large crowds are are mixed crowds around Jesus. That's important. So a large crowd's coming to him, and he speaks to him by way of a parable. He tells the well-known famous parable of the sower. 
um, it derives directly from uh, the farming practices of the day. You'd prepare a field, you'd get your seed bag with whatever you're planting, and you'd walk through the field and you would broadcast by hand whatever seeds you're planting. That's the, the picture that he's going to paint. And when you do that, the seed just kind of is random where it lands. And so the way Jesus tells the story intentionally to this large mixed crowd, he says this, Luke 8, 5, the sower went out to sow his seed. So he's a farmer. He's got a seed bag. He's going to sow his seed. As he sowed, as he, in other words, as he broadcast his seed by hand, some of the seed fell beside the road. There's paths around the field, hard packed down paths that uh, that would you know, be between various fields that are all packed down. So it's hard packed dirt. That's what we're talking about. Some seed fell alongside the road. It was trampled underfoot. The birds of the sky came. They ate it up. Didn't do anything. Uh, verse six, other seed, as he's throwing it out there, fell uh, on some rocky soil at the uh, edges of the field or the end of the field where the farmers cleared out some rocks out of the dirt and piled them up at the end of the field. Uh, some seed fell there as he threw it uh, throughout the seed. And when it came up, it withered away because it had no moisture. It, the, there wasn't much dirt, right? The roots couldn't go down very deep. So once it got hot, didn't have very deep roots, it, it withered up and died. Verse 7, other seed as he threw it fell among the thorns and along the edges of the field, right? Um, fell along some thorns as the thorns and thistles came up. It choked out the seed um, and the seed didn't grow to maturity. Verse 8, and yet other seed fell into the good soil, the place where the farmers prepared it, tilled it, broken it up, mixed uh, manure into it and all of that. So it's good, rich soil. It's ready for growth. Some seed fell into the good soil and it grew up produced a crop a hundred times as much. And as he said these things, Jesus would call out, the one who has ears to hear, let him hear. This whole section in um, Luke chapter 8 and really in Mark 4 and Matthew 13 revolves around this idea of ears and hearing. Ears and hearing. We're going to see or hear uh, that phrase or that idea of ear and hear uh, over and over again in the ensuing paragraphs. And so he tells the story, and then he's like, so figure it out. What does it mean? Do you got ears to hear what, what I'm actually talking about? Now, verse 9 then, after he tells the story, at some point he's uh, retired with his disciples. So he's got his actual group of people who have attached themselves to him to follow him, his disciples, and they began asking him what, what this parable meant. He said to them, well, to you, you disciples who are here with me, uh, trying to inquire and figure this out, to you, it's been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. So you as followers, you who have attached yourself to me, you get to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to the rest, uh, those outside, the rest, they are told in parables so that, and here's the line, while seeing, they may not see, and while hearing, they may not understand. And that's the part that makes you kind of pause and scratch your head. That's the part that uh, prompted this question. Why would Jesus say that? Doesn't he want everybody to hear and see and understand? Well, yes and no. <laughs> uh, in fact, uh, this line, while seeing they may not see, while hearing they may not understand, is an allusion to, an echo of, 
the call of the prophet Isaiah in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 6, when God calls Isaiah into ministry, God tells Isaiah something very similar to this. In fact, Matthew, uh, Matthew's version of the parable of the sower and this interaction between Jesus and his disciples makes it explicit that Jesus is quoting from the prophet Isaiah or alluding to it. In fact, in, in that version, you have a more fuller explanation uh, of this, and it actually quotes uh, Isaiah chapter 6 in detail, where it says, You shall keep on listening, but not understand. You shall keep on looking, but not perceive. And then it explains why. Why? For the heart of this people has become dull. Their ears can scarcely hear. They've closed up their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their heart, and return. And I would heal them. And notice that in the quote from Isaiah, God's willing to heal them. Problem is, is the people have eyes that don't want to see. They have ears that they've plugged. and no one, They have a heart that is calloused over and dull and can't receive the truth. So when Jesus says that while seeing they may not see and while hearing they may not hear, that's what he's alluding to. He's alluding to the call of Isaiah, uh, where Isaiah is called into ministry um, and God tells him, I want you to go preach to this people, and as you preach, here's what's going to happen. Be ever hearing, never understanding. Be ever seeing, never perceiving. Like, you're going to preach to this people, and they're going to hear your words, not going to make any sense. Uh, they're going to see your ministry, they're not going to perceive a thing. Um, in the original version of in Isaiah chapter 6, it actually says, make the heart of this people dull or callous. Make their ears stopped up and plugged. In other words, when you preach and they refuse to listen, they refuse to figure it out, they refuse to understand, the repeated experience of that is basically going to be to the point where they just turn, they shut you out. They ignore you. That Isaiah guy, right? Like, no, we don't buy what he's saying. And they tune you out. Well, when Jesus uh, dis explains his parables by alluding to that, he's saying the same sort of thing. He's got this big, large, mixed crowd all around him. And it's like, well, what kind of, what kind of person are you? Do you really want to know? Or do you have eyes that see? You see Jesus, you see his miracles, you see his ministry, uh, but you don't really see. Uh, you have ears, you hear his teaching. Uh, you hear the things he says, but yeah, you don't really want to understand. Your heart's dull. What kind of heart do you have? What kind of ears do you have? What kind of eyes do you have? Jesus says this because his parables are actually a means of kind of sorting out who really wants to know the truth. Who really is interested in perceiving what God is up to in and through Jesus? Who's really interested in hearing God's word? Those who move from the outside to the inside, they get the mysteries of the kingdom. They're the ones whose heart is open and good and seeking the truth, and they're going to get it explained to them. So Jesus then, after he says that to his disciples, he then explains the parable. Verse 11 of Luke chapter 8. Now, Here's the parable. The seed is the word of God. And those beside the road, well, those are the ones, our key word, heard, those are the ones who have heard the word. They've heard Jesus' teaching. And then the devil comes, takes it away from their heart. They will not believe and be saved. Notice that they will not 
believe and be saved. Um, they, they've got a hard heart. So the word comes, like in the parable, hits it, can't penetrate it, bounces off, gets crushed underfoot, birds come, eat it, that's it. It can't penetrate the heart. They hear with a hard heart. Next one, verse 13. Those on the rocky soil, well, those are the ones who, when they hear, they receive it with joy. They get all excited. Oh, that was great. I loved it. It was awesome. They hear it with joy, and yet they have their roots never go down deep. They have no root, is what it says. They have no root. It doesn't go down deep. So they believe for a short time, and then in a time of temptation or a time of testing, a time of trial, when things get hard, when following Jesus is no longer fun anymore, no longer enjoyable anymore, when it's difficult and challenging, right? In that moment, they fall away. They have no deep root. They just drift off. Verse 14, the seed that fell among the thorns... Well, those are the ones who have heard, you hear the repetition of here, right? Heard, 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 hear, hear, hear. These are the ones who have heard. And then as they go along their way, the, the message of Jesus, the teaching of Jesus is choked out. What's it choked out by? Worries, riches, and pleasures of this life. The stuff of this life, is that's what all the stuff that comes at them day in and day out, that's what occupies their mind. That's what occupies their attention. And once again, uh, the seed can never grow to maturity because they're too busy uh, with all the stuff of this life, the worries of this life, the fun, enjoyable pleasures of this life, the, the anxieties and stresses and worries of this life, right? Like they're just too busy with all that. Bring no fruit to maturity. But, verse 15, the seed in the good soil, what's that? Well, those are the ones who have heard the word, heard the message, the teaching of Jesus with a good and virtuous heart. So their heart is tilled, it's soft, it's receptive, it's open, it's virtuous, it's ready to receive what God is saying. And they, notice, hold on to it firmly. They take it into themselves, they hold it tightly, and they produce fruit with perseverance with endurance, over the long haul. They don't fall away. Uh, they don't just drift away, right? Uh, they, they aren't distracted. Uh, their heart is open and soft and good. So you really have four hearts that Jesus describes by this parable. The hard heart, the shallow heart, the distracted heart, and the good heart. And it's the good heart that uh, is receptive, holds it tightly, endures in producing fruit. So that's the explanation of the parable, and it's Jesus' way also of explaining what he means by seeing they may not see, hearing they may not understand. It really has to do with the kind of heart a person has. Jesus' parables, um, and by teaching in parables, he reveals what type of heart a person is hearing with. Are they hearing with a hard heart? Are they hearing with a distracted heart or a shallow heart? or a good heart? What kind of heart do they hear with? Now, unfortunately, in most modern translations, they put like some sort of subhead uh, between verses 15 and 16. But verses 16 through 21 is really still part of the same unit of thought as Luke has arranged his teaching here, because we're still in verses 16 through 21 on the theme of hearing. So we got to keep reading so that we let Luke 
finish the message he's trying to communicate to us by arranging his gospel the way he has. And so verse 16 says, no one lights a lamp and covers it over with a container or puts it under a bed, but he puts it on a lampstand so that it may, so that uh, for those who come in may see by the light. What is that getting at? Well, it's possible it could refer to disciples in the way they hear, but most likely in this context, it has to do with the way Jesus teaches. They, they're wondering, are you trying to hide the teaching, Jesus? Why is it in parables? And Jesus is saying, look, no, lamp is intended to give light. You don't cover it up. So what Jesus, in this context, by quoting this thing, he mentions the same kind of idea, uses this analogy several times in his teaching, in various places. In this context, when he says it, I think Jesus is talking about his ministry, and he's saying, no, look, the whole purpose of a lamp is to shine light. Jesus' teaching is not to hide the light. He's not trying to cover it up by teaching in parables. He's not trying to put it under a bed by teaching in parables, right? That's not what he's doing. What he's doing is actually trying to reveal. He's trying to shine light. Part of the light he's shining is on what kind of heart a person has. For nothing is concealed that will not become evident, nor is anything hidden that will not be known. Like Jesus' parables reveal what's really in a person's heart. Uh, are they more interested in the uh, worries, riches, and pleasures of this life? Are they uh, shallow because they have no depth to them? Are they hard? Or are they good heart? The parables reveal that. And so, he says in verse 18, so take care how you listen. But the word listen literally is the word here. It's the same word for here all throughout the parable and all throughout the explanation. Take care how you hear. For whoever has, to him more will be given. And whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has will be taken away from him. And so you got to pay attention to how you hear because just like in the parable, whoever has, um, more will be given to him. Like the seed on the good soil, they're going to bring forth fruit, lots of fruit to maturity, right? It grew up and produced a crop a hundred times as much. Look at that. They got more than what they bargained for with the seed, a hundred times as much. And then he says there in verse 18, uh, and whoever does not have even what he thinks he has will be taken away from him. Like, um, that's what happens in the soil, right? Like, the, the seed on the rocky or on the hard-packed pathway, right? Birds came, took it away. Uh, they ate it up and they took it away. Um, the seed that fell on the rocks, oh, it sprung up briefly, but then the heat came and it withered away. Uh, the seed among the thorns, oh, it came up, but it never grew to maturity. It got choked out. So even what they thought they had got taken away because they didn't really listen with a good heart that held it firmly with endurance. And so take care how you hear. And that's ultimately the message of this idea of Jesus is there are different ways to hear the teaching of Jesus. Uh, how do you hear it? How do you hear it? Is it in one ear and out the other? Is it, uh, you know, you go, you listen maybe to uh, a sermon at church or a teaching online or whatever, and you never actually hold it tightly, taking it into yourself, letting it penetrate into the depths of your being so that it can produce uh, more, a uh, hundred times as much, right? Bring fruit to maturity. Like, how do you hear that's the real question that, that Jesus is getting at. So Jesus isn't trying to hide his teaching per se. He's trying to shine light, but he's doing it in such a way that it will reveal the kind of heart you have. Are you willing to actually 
uh, move from the outside of Jesus to the inside so that you can be uh, there with Jesus and be given the mysteries of the kingdom of God um, so that you can actually see and hear what Jesus is explaining. Are you willing to make the effort to take the truth into you and to listen closely and to actually hear it? Um, that's what Jesus is getting at when he says, um, I say these things in this way so that while seeing they may not see and while hearing they may not understand. What he's saying is, I want to know what kind of heart you have. I want to know what kind of heart you have. My ministry is much like Isaiah. I'm here teaching and preaching the word of God to this large mixed crowd. And I know there's different kinds of people in the crowd. Those that want it, those that want to know it, they're going to come inside. And they're going to listen to my word. They're going to hold it firmly. That is grasp it, right? Try to understand it, take it into themselves. They're going to produce fruit with perseverance. And so that's what we do with that teaching of Jesus. Um, we take care how we hear. Are we hearing with a good and a faithful heart that really wants to understand what Jesus is saying? And we're seeking to listen to it and to put it into practice, to hear it and to heed it with all our heart. That's the goal of Jesus' teaching. All right, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Bible and Life podcast. Thanks to all of you who make this ministry possible by your faithful prayers and your generous support. Uh, and over the last few weeks, we've had a handful of new people join the team of supporters. So thanks to each and every one of you. And if you want to, to do that, if you want to join the team of supporters, just know that anybody who sets up a recurring monthly donation gets free access to the study hub on the listener's commentary that is designed to help you dig in and study the Bible for yourself. So if you're interested in uh, joining the team of supporters, there's a link down in the notes below. Or you can just go to johnwhitaker.net, click give uh, in the header up above, and it'll take you to a page where you can set up a monthly re recurring donation. So thanks a ton to all you who make this ministry possible. May God bless you to each and every one of you. Thanks for being a part of the Bible and Life family. I look forward to talking to you again next week.